evening, Raleigh. It is Tuesday, February 5th, and welcome to this week's Eye on the Triangle. I'm DeAndre Jones. And I'm Jake Langlois, and we thank you for tuning in. Tonight, several stories from across North Carolina and the NC State campus. Jasmine Shepard recently hosted a, a, charity day, a charity day auction. You know, that was a lot of fun. In addition, DeAndre explored some of the different ways men can keep themselves he- healthy sexually, especially if you're not looking to have kids just yet. And I offer up an opinion on, on our news governor's idea for how higher education should be funded. But first, Jasmine Shepard has the weather for us. Jasmine? Thanks, Jake. And good evening, after, good afternoon, Wolfpack. Can we talk about this weather that we experienced today? Amazing is all that comes to mind as we felt of high of 61 degrees this afternoon, even though it felt like 70. But unfortunately, get ready for a low of 38 degrees tonight and partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, 60 degrees is the expected high, and there is a 0% chance of rain until late afternoon, in which it then changes to 10% chance of rain, so be prepared for that, along with a low of 33 degrees. Thursday, the high will be right around 54 degrees, and the low is expected to hit 47. Not too bad, but make sure you have those umbrellas just in case, because it looks like we will see a few showers along with partly cloudy skies. Friday, expect some rain again as we prepare for a 30% chance of rain throughout the day. The temperature will range from a high of 59 degrees to a low of 34. But on Saturday, you can keep those umbrellas at home because there will be a 0% chance of rain. The high is expected to to top just 50 degrees, right around 51, and the low is expected to be 32. Throughout the day, we will be noticing sunny skies. Sunday, 56 will be the high, and the low is going to be right around 48. There's a 10% chance of rain on this day, but that's not too bad, and we'll be noticing some partly cloudy skies. Not a bad way of ending the weekend, and that pretty much wraps it up for the weather, and have a great week. And now we turn to Andrew for the latest in the news, Andrew. Thanks, DeAndre. Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta is expected to announce this week that same-sex spouses of service members will be granted some of the benefits previously denied to them. Although limited by the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act, which forbids the federal government from recognizing any marriage other than that between a man and a woman, Pentagon officials have put forth for consideration benefits such as military base housing, access to commissaries, and spousal consideration and duty assignments. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has accused Lebanese group Hezbollah of building a worldwide terrorist network and of planning attacks in two dozen countries. Hezbollah is now expected to be responsible for a bus bombing in Bulgaria last July that killed five Israeli tourists. And hundreds gathered in downtown Raleigh today in protest of proposed gun control legislation in Congress. Grassroots North Carolina, an organization formed 20 years ago in protest of the first assault weapons ban, organized the event, saying now is the time to expand gun rights, not curtail them. And that's the news. Gun rights, dicey issue. Thank you for that, Andrew. College is a time when young people have been known to get active, and occasionally that uh, activity can bear fruit. And if you're a guy hoping to put that off for a couple more years, then you might want to listen up. DeAndre Jones has more. As college students and future active members of the workforce, contraception is something that should be talked about and endorsed in our community, as one accident could cause someone's life to be drastically changed forever. For females, there are many ways that pregnancy can be prevented for long periods of time, whether it be a singular pill every day, an implantation in the skin, or an injection. However, I'd be willing to bet money that most of our male students here at State did not know that there are extended forms of contraceptions for men as well. And I'm not talking about the dreaded vasectomy. Today, I'll be sharing with you some different forms of male contraceptives that are up and coming and how they are used. First, we have the reversible inhibition of sperm under guidance, or RISUG for short. This process is similar to vasectomy, but with one big difference. It is easily reversible. Researchers achieve this feature by injecting a polymer or a gel into the vas deferens rather than cutting them as done in a vasectomy. 
The polymer solidifies inside of the vas deferens, mostly blocking sperm, but also killing any sperm that get by. If a man wishes to restore fertility, whether after months or years, the polymer is flushed out of the vas with another injection. This method could be ideal for men who think they are finished having children, but would like to change their minds in case of remarriage. Or it could possibly be appropriate for men who want child spacing or young men who want to complete their schooling before having children, like most of us. Listen to this clip from D-News. Except there is one, and it's been tested and refined for 30 years. It's called reversible inhibition of sperm under guidance, RISUG. And in the U.S., it's being tested under the name Gel. You go into the doctor's office, you have a 15-minute appointment, and then boom, no babies for 10 years. Awesome, right? I mean, there's a little snipping down there, but it's not much. So basically, the doctor makes a, a pinhole in the base of your scrotum, and then he reaches in with some forceps and... I can actually picture all the dudes watching this clamping their legs together right now. Bear with me. He reaches in with the forceps, and he pulls out the vas deferens tube and injects the vasal gel into it. He then pushes the vein back in, band-aid over the hole, and you're good. Just like that. Once it's in there, what does vasal gel do? Well, it's made up of two chemicals that mix together into a polymer and then thicken. But it's not just like putty that blocks your sperm and backs you up. It actually lines the walls of the vas deferens and lets sperm flow through it. But, and this is the cool part, it tears them apart with a polyelectrolytic effect. It's like having a mad scientist death ray all up in your junk. Which admittedly, now that I say it out loud, sounds dangerous, but it totally isn't, you guys. Next, there is a quick-acting non-hormonal pill called the Clean Sheets Pill. This is a pill that acts by temporarily shutting off the muscles that propel sperm and semen. It's based off of an old blood pressure medication that has too many side effects for use, but researchers are picking the, out the parts of the drug that affects semen and not blood pressure. By eliminating semen, it could possibly drastically reduce the transmission of HIV. Also, it's a quick-acting method. This method is extremely experimental, and researchers are actively being done on it to see if it is a possible method. Next, there is the ultrasound method, which is 15 minutes of painless treatment to the testicles, which provides six months of contraception. It is targeted, so there are no unpredictable side effects like with hormones. And it's done using machines that are already in physical, physical therapist offices all over the world. Multiple treatments, one after another, a few days apart, can even be used for permanent sterilization. Researchers at the University of North Carolina have confirmed the original researchers' results getting an effect in rats, but it took a lot of adjusting to get it right. Armed with those results, they were able to win a small Gates Foundation grant to study it further. Researchers in Italy are successfully using ultrasound to sterilize male dogs, and researchers at the University of California have gotten it working in monkeys as well. The next step for this method is to figure out how to ensure that sterilization isn't permanent and adjust its features for humans. There are many other up-and-coming forms of contraception out there right now, and the market is so unexplored that there are sure to be more prospects coming out in the future. This is something that is worth researching, so please do. My suggested site would be newmalecontraception.org. That is newmalecontraception.org. And for Eye on the Triangle, this has been DeAndre Jones. Our very own Jasmine Shepard was recently one of the hosts of a charity date auction where bidders got the chance to bid on dates with different participants. Here's Jasmine. Oh! 
date, auction. Actually, let's make it three. Date, auction, funny. Because laughing is all that you'll be doing if you were there. Yep, the group Women Empowering Society Together hosted its third annual date auction, and the turnout was amazing. Just take a listen. 21. Okay, 20 going one. 20 going twice. Now for your time, my man. Souls number 52 for 20 I want to see somebody that's driven, a nice smile. I mean, I'm I like to see a nice face, obviously. <laughs> yeah, nice face. And the body right, too. I'm with you, too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to start again now with $5. $5. Come on. $5. Okay, $5. Okay. So, really, $6. got to to watch their fellow peers put their pride aside and walk on stage, hoping that someone in the audience would bid on them. I know what you're all thinking. So what happens after the bidding is over? A date. I mean, if you want to. Me personally, I couldn't get on stage, but for those who did and got bidded on, they really helped bring in money and for a good cause at that. All money went to the charity, and when I say all money, I mean all money. $140 was the highest bid that the West Group has ever seen, and to that highest bidder, a $15 gift certificate was given. Talk about a trade-off. So the three hosts of the program included Desmond Selman, Keon Tony, and yours truly. Personally, from my experience, I can say that if you weren't there, you definitely missed out. The Women Empowering Society Together group did an amazing job preparing for the highly anticipated date auction, and all the contestants were a great sport. Word to the wise, if you missed out on last week's date auction, trust me, make sure to be at the next. You certainly won't want to miss out. For I'm a Triangle, this is Jasmine Shepard. As a rule, I try to keep personal opinions regarding serious issues off the air, but recently our new governor has outlined some of the changes he hopes to implement with regards to our state's higher education funding. Um, so... Recently, North Carolina Governor Pat McCrory has outlined his thoughts on the direction that North Carolina higher education system should take. Great. You know, I was deciding a statistic the other day in a speech. We had 17 million jobs coming up in the next two years that will require more than a high school diploma, but not a college diploma, and certainly not a BA in gender studies from Chapel Hill. Excuse the expression. That, that, you're right, though, and we're, that's a subsidized course. 
And frankly, right. if you want to take gender studies, that's fine. Go to a private school and take it. But I don't want to subsidize that if that's not going to get someone a job. Right, right. And right now, I'm looking for engineers. I'm looking for technicians. I'm looking for mechanics. And even my tech schools, what used to be called tech schools, and they changed their names to community colleges, right. which was another thing that educational establishment did was I know. they didn't like to be called tech schools. <laughs> Governor McClory is of the opinion that the funding of public universities and community colleges should be based not upon the number of enrolled students, but by how successful those universities are at getting students jobs. Essentially, this means a focus on job training rather than a broader focus on the higher education. Job training skills are useful skills for finding a job, especially in these tumultuous economic times. However, the fact that the current governor has explicitly talked about cutting back on publicly funded liberal arts majors around the state is something that should alarm anybody, especially anybody with a vested interest in North Carolina's future. The citizens of North Carolina have a right to higher education. It's in the state constitution. Section 9 of Article 9 of the state constitution clearly stipulates that the state government shall provide a higher education to the people. And the idea that a sitting governor would talk about cutting back on funding of higher education in a state that is currently one of the fastest growing in the nation, is absurd. The Piedmont region is home to some truly world-class universities, including some publicly funded institutions such as North Carolina State and the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. The government of North Carolina should be doing everything in its power to encourage higher education, and this means preserving and encouraging the rights of students to pursue whatever form of higher education they so choose. Math and science careers are essential to encouraging economic growth here in North Carolina. But to focus solely on these areas of education would be a grave mistake for our state. The university system of our state has three main values it strives to serve. Teaching, research, and public service. And we need more than just STEM training if we are to have an educated, well-rounded populace. North Carolina has the potential to become a cultural hub of the southeast, and our state government should see to it that it encourages this kind of growth. Governor McCrory, as a student of communication and the social sciences, I urge you not to strip our public education system of the tools it needs to shape the thinkers and the creators of tomorrow. I was so proud of the day I found out I was accepted to NC State. I am proud of my university, and I am proud of the state that I live in. Encourage future students to be as excited to attend our public universities as I was. Encourage the English majors and the art majors, and encourage those who decide that the math and science pursuits are not for them. Get students excited to attend our universities and give them a reason to want to come and stay in North Carolina. I promise you the return on the investment you make in public education will be well worth whatever money we put in today. is back with her latest installment of Weird Science. Making a girl. Actually making a girl. Weird 
Hey guys, I'm back today to bring you your weekly dose of the latest in scientific discoveries. Data storage is starting to pose a problem in the modern world. It is becoming expensive and inefficient to store massive amounts of information, and data accumulates at an exponential rate. Many large companies face this problem when expanding archives. For this reason, researchers at European Bioinformatics in Hinkston, UK, are developing an alternative method for reliably encoding several common file formats through the medium of DNA. Yes, DNA has the potential to become more than just the blueprint of life. It also has a vastly efficient storage potential, one which is incredibly compact and lasts for thousands of years in comparison to conventional storage methods of digital information. Not only are prices of modern methods rising, the efficiency of said methods is declining. The magnetic tapes used to store archival information become brittle and degenerate after a few decades. Changing storage formats are also an issue with which we are faced. Even if the physical medium used to store the information remains intact, the data may have to be transferred to a new format or be rendered unreadable. DNA storage has a longevity of thousands of years. It's incredibly efficient and compact, and we will always have a method of reading DNA. As the price of sequencing and synthesizing DNA continues to drop, the researchers estimate that this biological storage medium will be competitive within the next few decades. The information storage density of DNA is at least a thousand times greater than that of existing media. But until recently, the cost of DNA synthesis was too high for technology to beat anything more than a curiosity. The UK researchers have encoded DNA with an MP3 of Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, a PDF of a scientific paper, a text file of Shakespeare's sonnets, and a JPEG color photograph. The storage density of the DNA files is about 2.2 petabytes per gram. This is huge. In comparison, one petabyte is equal to 1 billion gigabytes. DNA is an incredibly efficient and compact medium of storing information, and our technology is moving in that direction. With the latest in science news, this has been Gene Jurna for WKMC. 88.1 Raleigh. <laughs> As per usual, there's always something out there to be celebrating. What have we got this week, DeAndre? Well, today is National Weatherman's Day. Um, it's the day that all those are weathermen and weatherwomen who work hard to accurately, accurately predict our often fickle weather. Wow, well, Jasmine, it's your day. Yeah, basically, it's Jasmine's day. <laughs> yeah. Thank so, you, so basically, it's Jasmine Shepherd. Thank day. you. Oh, excellent. Um, According to Air Force News, Weatherman's Day commemorates the birth of John Jeffries, one of America's first weathermen. Hmm. So, and he was bur- he was born on February fifth, seventeen forty four. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not sure um, how he did it. Um, probably <laughs> in the almanac or something. I don't. I'm not really. Um, he did. He did keep uh, weather records from seventeen seventy four to eighteen sixteen. Well, that is a weatherman. Yeah. So if you happen upon a weatherman today, which I don't know how. Often of occurrence that is, but if you do, tell me you appreciate it. Next, um, February sixth or tomorrow is Lame Duck Day. Um, and this one, I actually think is a, might be a little bit derogatory because it's by saying lame duck, it's referring to people that have been in a position for a long time and have sort of like dead end. Yeah, they're sort of like 
Career wise? Phased out, yeah. Career wise. So people that are like going into retirement or like their jobs are being sort of phased out, you know, because technology is replacing it. And who's celebrating this? Um, it's more or less a day of like remembering the successes in your life if you are a quote unquote lame duck. And extremely depressing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the only time I've ever heard lame duck is like political, like when it's usually like the president is going to like he lost the election and he's got like a month left until he gets replaced or like senators and stuff. So, yeah. And maybe I guess it could be a time to reflect on things that you did wrong as well. (laughs) Okay. Um, So if you have a future in other positions, February 8th is Boy Scout Day. Oh, we just had some Boy Scouts in the yeah, studio. Yeah, we actually have a, a extremely cute bunch of uh, Boy Scouts touring Boy Scouts uh, touring this good year. So, um, and this is established because on February eighth, nineteen ten, Chicago publisher William Dixon Boyce filed incorporation papers in the District of Columbia to create the Boy Scouts of America. Okay, so um, they were in the news recently, weren't they? They were. Getting yeah, they're the- reconsidering their exclusion policy for homosexuals. For homos- yeah, homosexual. Oh, I did not. I wasn't yeah, aware of that. Yeah, it's a big controversy. That's, that's very interesting. They lost a lot of um, is that for sponsors? Is that for the Boy Scouts themselves or for like scout leaders? That's no, Boy Scouts of America. There have been just in general in, for the entire because they have they have um, in order to get funding from the national organization, you have to follow certain guidelines, and that's one of the guidelines. Um, I know several troops. I think in Southern California have like done, you know not followed that for a while, but. They're thinking about lifting it for the entire organization. Yeah, it it all goes back to like there was a big Supreme Court case in the 90s where like I think they had a leader that they kicked out because they found out he was openly gay. Yeah, and this was just in the past couple days too. Mm -hmm. Since then they've had this policy and they're thinking of getting rid of it. So relevant. Yeah, very relevant. Um, And just a fun fact, their motto is do a good turn daily. Okay. Yeah, just be happy. Um, February 8th is also kite flying day. Um, and, and here's a did you know kites were used by the military in ancient China over 3,000 years ago wow yeah so what for they would like set them on fire or something right gunpowder or- is that what that was yeah like as like weapons you can like what you let they, them go and they, they would like yeah try to fly them into people <laughs> I'm not I think that was it like I mean I can't think of anything else they would use them for that's pretty funny okay so the second Monday of the month which is February uh, February 11th is clean out your computer day. Oh, I should probably do that. Yeah, um, a day to logically review and delete old files and programs. Um, this is actually you know, a pretty big deal because like people like will get rid of their computers because it's running slow. <laughs> when in actuality, I mean, if you're not tech savvy, it's just because you haven't cleaned out your computer in forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, clean out your computer day. Or you could just get the whole thing wiped every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> factory, factory restore it. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's a good idea. I don't know, Jake, why not? Uh, February 11th is also my favorite of this week. Uh, don't cry over spilled milk day. Why is that your favorite? Um, I mean, it's just his, like, his people, outlook. I mean, I make a lot of mistakes, mm. but like, I mean, <laughs> I'm being serious and you can't you just intervention can't. for DeAndre. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> what was the origin of that? Did you say? <laughs> no. Yeah. The phrase, where does that come from? It's like, that's interesting. I'm not sure where the, where, I mean, where the phrase comes from, but regardless, it's still a day that, you know, you should really like not get hung up over those small things. All right. All right. That'll be my one big picture day. Wise words from DeAndre. <laughs> Anyways, that just about wraps up all we got for you guys this week. 
Uh, a big thanks to Gene Chernoff, Jasmine Shepard, Andrew Eichen, and Grant Buckner for their contributions. And from all of us here at Eye on the Triangle, we thank you for tuning in. And as always, if you heard anything you liked, you hated, or anything that just made you think, let us know on our Facebook page. You can also follow us on Twitter at WKNC underscore EOT. Also, be sure to check out our blog at WKNC.org. Until next week. Good night.